Is this a ghost sponsored by Pickney Bend Distillery? Probably. I have, they've go, they, speaking of ghosts, they have ghosted us. <laughs> They're not responding to my texts. Um, I, but I, I don't know. But I think they still sponsor us. I get who makes the call that they've stopped sponsoring us. They would let us know, right? I, well, I don't know. Like it's not in their best interest to let us know. That's true. I feel, I'm starting to feel like we are the guy in office space who sits in the basement because everyone forgets <laughs> it. he's down there, yeah. you know? And the paychecks um, have stopped rolling in and you're like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And eventually they're gonna come down and take our stapler away. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I guess that'll be the sign. Yeah, definitely. Until that day, we're sponsored by Pickney Bend Distillery. They <laughs> make some really good stuff, if I remember correctly, if I can think back that far. <laughs> they make really great whiskeys and gins, uh, vodka. Um, it's been a long time since I've had any, though. Mm-hmm. So um, what is there to say about it? It is good. good. <laughs> <laughs> um. And they're great, even though they they may they may be done with us. I think they still they must be busy. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna text I'm gonna text Tara right now. While I'm thinking about it. Yeah, dip into a live session here. Yeah, what should I what should I send? What should I tell Tara? Mm, I let her know that you're thirsty. Okay, what's the emoji for that? Thirsty. Uh, how about a GIF? Yeah, probably a GIF. Oh, here's one. Okay, here's a gif of Steve Martin from The Three Amigos drinking an empty canteen. That's pretty good. Okay. And uh, and so I think that, and that's going to get it through. Yeah, that's the one <laughs> I would use, too. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. While we wait for Tara to come back to us on that, we are sponsored by Pigney Men Distillery. They, <laughs> um, and they're great. And they just had their holiday rush. And so they are, I'm sure they're, they're hard at work re- refilling the stores mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and Refill- making, making, mm-hmm. getting that, yep, doing the, making corn into liquid. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're busy washing out all the bottles and putting all the whiskey back into it and putting the little caps back on. I don't think we, I, we're I not supposed to say that. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm certain that's how it works. <laughs> I'm not, that's not, we're not supposed to tell people how the sausage is made. No, no, no. You take, and, you take the bottle, you dump all the whiskey out, you swirl mm-hmm. it a little bit, and then you put it in the microwave mm-hmm. for 10 seconds to sterilize mm-hmm. it. And then you put the whiskey okay. back into the bottle. This is how it all works. Is that part of the tour? Uh, it is, uh, you have to kind of, you have to kind of look behind some of the curtains, but yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what's going on back there. They've got the prestige person giving the tour up front mm. while that's mm. happening. You, got, mm. <laughs> you hear this clink, this hurried clinking of bottles from the back. And then the beep of a microwave. And you know that that whiskey's done. So that's Pickney. But hey, Tara wrote back. She said, if there wasn't snow and ice, it ha- it have- it did have been mailed. <laughs> How long has it been snowing and icing? Down here? Uh, yeah. I don't know, like six hours, maybe? Something like that? So. Oh. Hmm. But alas, I had no loading dock for two weeks thanks to construction. And, well, we've had some quote-unquote weather. I don't know what this <laughs> – this is cryptic. And I don't I, – you know what? I regret I regret starting this conversation. We're going to check in with Tara later <laughs> and figure out what's going on. But um, we are sponsored by Pickney Ben, and, and we do love them very much. Um, and, uh, you know, go check them out. P-I-N-C-K-N-E-Y-B-E-N-D.com. Check out the the finest whiskeys, gins, and vodkas that New Haven, Missouri has to offer. And I'll tell you, I think they're the only distillery in New Haven. So that 
that's an easy bar to clear. Mm. But they're also some of the best stuff in Missouri and some in the Midwest. And I, I'll just say it in the whole country, in the whole dang country, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Everybody, welcome to Is This a Ghost? I'm Clayton Smith, and each week I tell my friend Patrick Dean a real ghost story from real history. And um, and I really he, don't, I really don't dig it. I don't. I you don't. don't. It. No, not really. You don't. No. What are you? What are you even doing here? Uh, I, don't, I keep. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot else going on on Mondays. Mondays are yeah. pretty light for me. So okay. All right. Well, I'm glad you show up because I think it's a lot of fun. You are welcome. My children both have RSV. Both of them do. Yeah, man, we've we've developed from last week. <laughs> so the first one still has RSV, and now this other one also has RSV. Oh, well, thankfully, your children are like as big as Amy and I, so it's not really that big of a deal for them to. That's true. Get something like RSV. That's true. Ivy is the size of a house, mm-hmm. and so thank goodness for that. Maple, <laughs> they were playing. Maple and Ivy were playing a game yesterday, where Maple was in her closet, um, and like playing basically peekaboo with Ivy outside the closet. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Mabel tried to get out of the closet, mm. and Ivy just like put one hand on it, and went boom, and like kept closing her in there. <laughs> it's like, boy, you are two years younger, and you are such a tank. We had an ice storm here this morning, and like oh. Modot was getting on TV and like begging people not to get on the roads, and like there was literally a twenty car pileup. Oh my god! On the highway, I needed to take, you know. That, that happened, you know, overnight. And, you know, you, you, you look on TV, it's like still freezing rain coming down. Um, and it's just completely, roads are completely impassable. And like 645 rolls around and June's been awake for a half hour and it's just annoying to piss out everybody. And I start putting my coat on and Amy's like, where the hell do you think you're going? I was like, I am, <laughs> I am taking I my chance. death. <laughs> <laughs> It has been a long weekend for all of us, and I am very sorry. I am very sorry, but I am boy. I am not going down with this ship. <laughs> See you on the ghost side. Mm. My doctor said I needed to exercise more. Right? I'm sorry. My doctor said I needed exercise. Well, end, more. End of some sentence. Is more. Yeah, yeah. End of <laughs> sentence. How's that going? Oh, I hate it. It's it's really bad, and uh, and like the only the only free time I have. Aside from, you know, the 75 minutes I spent podcasting each week. The only free time I have is between like 4.45 and about 5.15 every morning. That's like the last little <sighs> snippet of my free time for the day. And now Ugh. it's used up. On Were you always waking up that early? No, I was waking up at 5.15, mm. you know, to start my mm. day. And then the kids get up at 6 and whatever. But I had this little window of time between 4.45 and 5.15 that used to be my time, and now it's not my time anymore. Now it's riding a bicycle in the basement um, while I try not to throw up time. Would you say that a basement is the best place to ride a bicycle? I would say it is the only place to ride a bicycle in this house. <laughs> so You could go out. Why don't you get an outside bicycle? It's like 19 degrees today. And is that worse than your basement? It is. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. 
I can I, <sighs> I exercise in my pajama pants down here. So that's nice. Do you wear those pajama pants then to bed that night? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Ugh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I I exercise like in the morning. So I wake up in the morning, I drag my ass down here, pajama pants, t-shirt, workout, and then I just take a shower. Do you wash the pants? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Once, okay. Yeah. Once, okay. once you once you butt sweat through pants, they're done. That's just there's yeah. no there's no bouncing back from that. Yeah. <clears throat> this is my concern. Yeah. Uh, when it's warm, do you think you'll ride a real bike? No, it sounds really dangerous. <laughs> they got trails over there. You got you're pretty close to a greenway, right? Yeah, but then you gotta like drive to the trail and you don't then have to. Let me tell you what bikes do. Mm-hmm. They t- yours <laughs> do- you don't know this because yours doesn't do this, but most of them they go- they take you from one place and they transport you to another place. I don't I don't think mine does. Mine's mine has like a little stand on it. I don't think mine does that. Yeah, you have to get it. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to get a different one. Sounds expensive, dangerous. Like I, yeah. I I'm just gonna stick with the one in the basement. It's God, like- it makes you feel so alive. You- Never been so alive as when you're when you're flying head over heels over a hood of a car. <laughs> and I got hit once in Chicago riding my bike, and it was very it was a, by a very slow moving car who was just coming mm. very slowly out of a place, mm-hmm. and it hurt so bad. <laughs> and you watch some people get hit by cars that are going like real cars go, yeah, like high speed, and um, it's not good. Mm-hmm. But I think you might like it. Sure. Yeah, I'd say if I, if I if I do ride a bicycle, you know, to avoid dying according to the doctor and i still end up dying i am gonna be so mad we're I'm, gonna die at some point and we all will yeah. i just don't want to die on a bicycle because it's miserable being there i'd rather die somewhere i'm not already already miserable yeah you know like i'd rather die somewhere i'm having fun if you die on your bicycle and you haven't finished your your workout yet you're gonna have unfinished business <laughs> and you are gonna be <laughs> that's, that's true <laughs> you're recycling for the entire afterlife <laughs> uh, is there like a goal at which you will be able to stop Riding your bike every morning, I don't or is this think just so. this is your life now? This is just my life now. So you're so, the Lance Armstrong of yeah. uh, of your neighborhood, <laughs> and it's funny because like if I work out for a half hour every day, that means that that would be like about four hours a week. So that's, yeah, that's that's incorrect math. That's three and a half, whatever. So then that's about sixteen hours a month, and then let's see. Jump, jump. Trying to figure out when it becomes a push as to whether it's okay just to die earlier. <laughs> or just <laughs> like I'm adding up all this time in my head and I I think I'm spending more time not dying earlier than I would just dying earlier, you know? You're spending more time not dying earlier than just dying earlier. Yeah. You're spending more time staving off early death right. than you would just just like, living out your life. Yeah, just like except but you it. would but you would live longer. Right, but like Again, I'm spending all this time living longer, but I'm wasting all the time doing it. Like, I could be sleeping. That's true. That's true. Which would you rather have? Well, I mean, like, all the time that I'm, like, the extra time that I'm getting, mm-hmm. that's, like, all the time at the end. Yeah, that's not the good time. Those, yeah, those, like, that's gross. the worst time yeah. you have, probably. Yeah, like, I want as little of that time as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if I can well, you cut do. that time off. You should ride the bike to uh-huh. extend your life, but then also, if you're done, eat three hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll take the end the years off the end of your life but you'll also you'll extend the middle part a little bit okay. by riding the bike all right I'll, i will ride my bike to the euro place and yeah yeah <laughs> I will eat two euros and i'll ride right. my back home, bike home for the euro place okay that's a yeah. plan that's a better plan than what i had yeah uh well now we got that figured out can we do the podcast oh or, oh yeah if you still want to sure <laughs> do you have yourself in frame i know you like to 
to look at yourself. oh yeah no, I, I have like a very like a, like a very like renaissance uh portrait lighting on myself mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i'm just gonna Great. keep this plus it allows me to look at the refrigerator behind me in case anything crawls out of it so that's where you think the danger is coming from freaks me inside out inside the refrigerator freaks me out yeah okay look at that thing it's a it there it's a refrigerator it is a refrigerator it's it's it is a refrigerator mm-hmm. yep that is almost like perfectly in frame and every once in a while the webcam like focuses on it freaks me out yeah but you're leaning a little bit mm-hmm. and so, i feel like if you move so if you move either yourself or the webcam one centimeter if that the whole problem would be fixed no don't no not like that don't <laughs> <laughs> that's worse <laughs> Opening yourself up physically to the refrigerator is not, that's not, that's not, that's not it. <laughs> do you have a story tonight or are we just, I do have a ghost story. Hmm. Do tell. And, uh, and how, g- good day. Good day, Patrick. Good day. Good day, mate. Do we have even more Australian <laughs> listeners this week? <laughs> I think we're going to go fishing for some. Nice. Perfect. Yep. Because today I have a story for you that takes place in New South Wales, Australia. Wow. Australia. New South Wales. Now, where is, like, on the continent, mm-hmm. where is it? Is it in the middle? That is on the, on the, it's, there's some coast, mm-hmm. and there's some parts that are not coast. Mm-hmm. I see you clicking furiously right now <laughs> as you're looking down at your lap where your phone is new south Wales. i knew i i knew you'd ask me so i i know but i know that answer right and yeah. it is i know that sydney is in it does that answer your question mm, don't know where that is either it's not in okay. the middle. it's not in the middle no oh here it is i found it mm-hmm. on the map it is southeast south and east okay that's fine south and east not the most south and east so mm. here's australia here's for you just for, i mean i know this because i i know it but you mm. just for you mm-hmm. so there's australia mm-hmm. which looks like a dog like a schnauzer mm-hmm. head mm-hmm. and if you picture the schnauzer head the face of the schnauzer the nose and the beard that's called western australia the beard of a schnauzer i don't know how wait what well schnauzers have little face hairs and they go okay they, yeah they got little beards too, okay that's, that's cute fine. that's fine so in this, but all, yeah, so this, mm-hmm. so Western Australia is the name of the part of Australia that's in the West. Mm-hmm. Now, the northern part, can you guess what that's called? I cannot. No, I'll tell you the 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 western part is called Western Australia. Right. Yep. What do you think the northern part is called? Uh, I bet I bet they have a funny name for it. Is it like uh? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it Northern Australia? <laughs> it's close. It's Northern Territory. Northern Territory. Ah, of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, the southern part of Australia, right mm-hmm. in the middle, the middle south, mm-hmm. what do you think that's called? It's probably called the Southern Territories. That's called South Australia. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Did these guys now- like run out of time or something? <laughs> were they rushed when they were naming all of these things? Yeah, they spent a lot of time on the eastern side, mm-hmm. and then they thought that was it. Yeah. Um, they thought that they had, and then they flipped, they turned the page over and there was more on the back and they had three seconds left. Um, but in the East, there are three other, I don't know, states or territories in the East. One, the Northeast is called Queensland and that's where Brisbane is. Mm -hmm. And then New South Wales is kind of in the middle there, kind of Southeast. And that's where Sydney is. Mm -hmm. And then below that is a little, little slice of a, of a place called Victoria. Mm -hmm. And that's where, well, that's where Melbourne is. And Adelaide is in South Australia. Ah, okay. Okay. This has been Clayton reading a map of Australia. 
Tune in next week where we look at South Korea. <laughs> I think it would be weird. Like if, if you were on the southern coast of Australia, like looking out at the ocean, I think it would be weird because like the next thing is Antarctica. You know, yeah. like that's that would just freak me out. I don't I don't know. I, I like no, you can't see Antarctica from there. No, but you have to know. I mean, if, if you're in the U.S. and you're like on a coast looking out, you're looking like east and west. Like, you know, like what the next thing is. The next thing is at the same latitude mm-hmm. as you. But like, mm-hmm. I would think like on a, on a coast that faces south, like into like the abyss of Antarctica, that would just freak me out. You know, now that you say this, I never thought about this before, but if you go to Long Beach, which I've been to Long Beach, California mm-hmm. a lot, actually, because of the way it's positioned, if you look out, mm-hmm. you are also looking, the next thing you hit is Antarctica as well. Mm-hmm. See? And is so that, a, that is weird. Is that a pleasant Now that feeling? I put it in context of my life. No, it's, it's not. not. See? It feels like standing at the edge of the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't like that. No, you know, we've explained it. This so. has been Life in Australia <laughs> with Clayton and Patrick. <laughs> please, <laughs> please subscribe and tell your friends. <laughs> So anyway, so this this story takes place in New South Wales, which is the southeast where Sydney, Australia is, where the Great Opera House is. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I, I've already lost my place. I thought we'd be much further by now. Uh, here are my notes. Good day, Patrick. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, we already did that one. Excellent, yeah. Christopher William Crawley was born in Sydney, Australia. In the year 1841. Okay. 1841. Hmm. I feel like you know that name. Does anything? No, I'm just, I'm trying to, trying to remember it. Um, Christopher. Christopher Crawley. Christopher Crawley. Does it, did it, does anything happen in Australia in the 1800s? Like anything? I don't know. Isn't it weird to be doing an Australian story from the 1800s? You don't have to have that like dread of, um, of slave, American slavery. Yeah. Like it's nice. I mean, at some point Quigley shows up. That's all I know. Like that's the whole thing. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. This is before Tom Selleck for sure. Oh, okay. And, uh, but it may, and definitely before Dundee, I think Mm -hmm. that wasn't a period piece, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Now they, I think they do, they have a bad history with Aborigines. I don't, I don't know that. I just know it's not good. So I don't Mm -hmm. want to suggest that things were great in Australia at this point Mm -hmm. because they probably were not. Right. Yeah. And as we'll see some of, well, you know what? Let's let's hear the story. (laughs) So when, uh, when Christopher was 21, he married Elizabeth Carr. And together, they said, enough of this big city life. Let's move to the country town of Junie, where Christopher became a big old farmer. Okay. Just farming in the sand. Just. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Living it up. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. In 1861, Australia passed what was called the Robertson Land Acts. Mm -hmm. And those were, were laws that basically allowed people to buy land that was owned by the crown. But, so at this point, okay. they were still kind of governed by um, by Great Britain. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't read too much of this because I got real bored <laughs> real fast. But <laughs> as far as I could tell, so these, they're, the, the, the monarchy owned just basically all the land in Australia except for kind of the eastern side. Mm-hmm. The north and the south and the west was all, I think, crown territory. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, Australia was like, you know what? We're just going to sell that to people. I don't think they consulted mm-hmm. Britain. I don't know, but I don't know. Yeah. We'll probably just, we've, we are no longer going to have any Australian listeners after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so annoyed with us. But it's, it's, I mean, it's like a, like a fundraiser, you know, like just, yeah. you know, we're short, you know, it's we, like a fun raffle. Yeah. 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 You want some land? Go get some. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bills are due. Not yeah. entirely sure how we're going <laughs> to pay for 
all the Vegemite, but. <laughs> but we do have a mighty hunger, but, so we are going to need to raise some money. Some loons or whatever the fuck. So <clears throat> they didn't do this now because the monarchy was like, oh, my God, we have way too much land mm-hmm. in Australia. Let the dirty people buy some. <laughs> it was uh, it was it was mostly to get rid of squatters who had taken over basically all of rural Australia. Ah, uh, OK. There were just people living out there who were like, I think this land is our land. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are a lot of Australians who were like, but get off get off that land. Yeah. That's not your land. I paid twenty five dollars for this land. That's right. Or I will, I, where I feel like I should, yeah. if I pay $25 for it, then you won't live there and that'll be nicer. This, <laughs> so Australia's history, as far as I can tell, based on on the research for this episode mm-hmm. is, um, it's criminals, mm-hmm. uh, and then criminal gentrification. <laughs> <laughs> so, so a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chris, Christopher, uh, and his wife, they bought, uh, not just one, but they bought two parcels of land Ooh. out in, out in Juni, Australia. Mm-hmm. They were just high on the hog with all their farming. They bought those land, that land in 1876 and they built a slab hut that was described as quote primitive. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for them. I mean, it sounds like they're really, really, you know, moving on up in the world. Trying yeah. To- <laughs> yeah. Christopher spent most of his time promising Elizabeth that someday he would build her um, a big old beautiful real person house. Uh-huh. Yeah, but of course but for now, the farm going. but yeah, for now, this is our temporary thing. Yeah, while we get the farm going. Mm-hmm. The only problem is Christopher was a terrible farmer. <laughs> he was so bad at farming that he struggled to feed his family, which is not funny because you have children who are not eating, mm-hmm. and that's not a joke. Mm-hmm. But I do want to say. If you're farming, your whole deal is growing food. Yeah. And so if you're not growing enough food to feed your family, I don't I don't think that you I don't know what makes you think you can grow enough to sell the extra for money to to do stuff. Yeah, to like feed other families. Like I mean, yeah. it's a pretty clear priority right there. Like yeah. I'm, I'm going to grow corn and beans for mm-hmm. my family, and then whatever's left mm-hmm. over, I'm going to sell for money so I can get my kid piano lessons. Like that's that's pretty <laughs> right. much all it is, right? You know. Three months later, you have three beans. Ah, fuck. Yeah. You're not a good farmer. It's like if I if I'm bad at my job, and I don't get money, mm-hmm. that's bad. But I can still teach my children things. True. As a teacher, I can still teach. You know, like yeah. I can still do the functions of my job mm-hmm. um, at the bare minimum. Uh, and Christopher could he's he's not good at farming. That's a shame. Yeah, but John, what John? <laughs> Where the fuck do you come from? <laughs> do you think? I wonder how this podcast is going to be when we're both. If we ever get like well slept, like if we're doing this mm-hmm. for twenty years and the kids are finally gone and we're all just sleeping a lot, mm-hmm. do you think this podcast will be any good anymore? Uh, boy, if, if we're if we are still doing ghost podcasts in twenty years, <laughs> we have uh, we've really made some good decisions. I think. <laughs> uh, okay, but Christopher's fortunes begin to change in eighteen seventy eight when he gets a tip that the Great Southern Railway is coming to town. <laughs> Okay, so I can't grow food. I can't even uh-uh. grow enough food to feed my family. Mm-mm. But maybe I can sell the land to the railroad? Is that the idea? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what he does. He scrapes together all the money he can get, which is not not too much. It's mostly beans. It's mostly it's just mo- beans. <laughs> he throws them out his window, yeah. and he hopes for a beanstalk. It doesn't <laughs> materialize, and so he's fucked. He borrows up to his eyeballs, and he goes way into debt. And with that money, he builds the Juni Railway Hotel. Ooh, Okay. Now, now, 
His, yes, please has, go on. Has the railway been built yet? No. <laughs> okay. okay, okay, guy that can't grow food for his family. <laughs> um, not only is there no railway yet, mm-hmm. there's also nothing else in Juni. Okay, just him um, and the kids and the slab hut. Here is literally so. an inventory of the town that I found in two different publications. Mm-hmm. But when the railroad actually was finished, mm-hmm. there was a railroad. Mm-hmm. Sure. There was the hotel right. that he had built. Mm-hmm. There was a railway store that was attached to the hotel. Yeah, like trinkets and you know pins uh-huh. and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, and more slab huts. Well, I mean, everyone working in the hotel has to live somewhere, I guess. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. That's literally all that was in Junie at this time. Uh, so in case you got bored of like sleeping peacefully on a train across the uh, across the outback, you decide, I'm going to stop here uh-huh. in a town with literally nothing but slab huts and a gift shop. I'm going to mm-hmm. stay here for a couple of days, I think. Just relax. There's not even a station there <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I'll, I'll sweet talk the conductor who's slowing down to about 15 miles an hour. I'll put up my hand and they jump and I'll catch them and yeah. we'll swim around. It's Can someone great. pull the cable, please? I'd like to get off at this slab hut. <laughs> um, so this idea is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out because there was a hotel and a store there, the railroad was like, well, we should put a station here. That makes sense. Sure. And so he built it. And so they fucking came. That's like a field of dreams. Good for it him. It is. Yeah. And the town of Juni fucking boomed. Oh, yeah. All these people started stopping over. They all stayed in the hotel. And not only was it actually good for, for layovers, but um, agriculture would come through on the trains as well. And mm. so suddenly they are just flush with food. So in a way, mm-hmm. he's the best farmer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are eating beans tonight. <laughs> so Christopher becomes very very rich good for him yeah yeah he bought up more land around town and Mm -hmm. he basically owned almost all of juni one article proclaimed proudly that he even at one point became a founder of the town i don't know what that means or why that's a cool thing (laughs) and why how you do that after the town is established yeah but he did (laughs) he had a founder's pin or whatever and so he owned everything, and so he decided to finally build Elizabeth that real person house he always promised her. Two-story slab hut, I guess. <laughs> a three-story slab hut. He located a spot on a hill that overlooked the entire town, mm-hmm. and he built a new two-story late Victorian-style house. Oh, wow. And I know what you're asking. Yes, Patrick, it was a painted lady. Oh. They were super Catholic, and they called the house Monte Cristo, which means... <laughs> Reve- revenge, which is literary revenge, uh, which means Mount of Christ, mm-hmm. which to me is a little presumptive. Well, You've built your house on this big hill. Mm-hmm. You're calling the hill the Mount of Christ? Mm-hmm. Are you, what do you, you're, are you, it sounds like blasphemy. Yeah. I mean, like I built a house up on this hill, the town that I founded and I own all of it. Mm-hmm. This is the hill of Christ. You build a yeah. statue outside, looks a little like Christ, little <laughs> like me. <laughs> uh, according to the house staff, now the Crawleys were real assholes, and it's <laughs> especially Elizabeth. So mm-hmm. she was the worst. she treated them. Um, she treated them like garbage. She was mm-hmm. really mean to them, and would sometimes abuse them physically and yell at them all the time. And it wasn't mm-hmm. great. I'm not sure if I'm on their side anymore. 
Hmm. No, yeah, that was a quick. That's a quick turn. Yeah, don't worry, that gonna be around for very long. <laughs> <laughs> they went on to have ten children uh, who survived. Oh. Not all of them did. Right. The one who did, the ones who did, counted up to ten of wow. them, and, which is a lot. That just seems like that's too many. Yeah, like how many years are you having kids? You know, like, you don't even have a farm anymore. It's like you're having these kids to work the farm. Yeah, just sheer boredom. But yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, Christopher got a carbuncle on his neck from wearing so many starched collars. And one day, a, a carbuncle. A, what the fuck is a carbuncle? <laughs> a cob, a carbuncle. A carbuncle. Okay. A ca- yeah. That that's not a carbuncle. <laughs> that's a carbuncle. <laughs> is it like? Is is it a boil? Is it just a boil? It's a, It's actually a cluster of boils. <laughs> oh. <laughs> cluster of boils. I saw them in '96 at the garden. <laughs> So, so he got a carbuncle on his neck and it was from wearing so many starched collars it would mm-hmm. rub against his neck and make it really irritated and he just let it happen mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he had this cluster of boils on his neck and one day that carbuncle burst um and it got infected actually from the starch that was in his starched collar uh-huh. and he got blood poisoning and died oh well <laughs> cause of death mm-hmm. being rich yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so christopher is gone he died he's he's out of the picture now mm-hmm. Died of collar uh, disease. Died, li- collar, died literally collar. of white collar disease. So <laughs> he died good for of, him. Yeah. He died of white cholera. Where's the button? Do you know what I said, Patrick? Where's the button? Hang on. Do we hit the button? Wait. No, that's not the right That's one. not the one I would have hit. There we go. That's a little, okay. that's a little better. Yeah. Patrick, he died of white cholera. Ah, ah, ah. Just hit, how many buttons do you have? I have four buttons. I have eight buttons, and you can program each one twice. You might have a shift, though. Don't okay. don't touch don't touch your board. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he di- he dies, and then after he died, Elizabeth really withdrew. Mm. She became uh, an introvert, a shut in. She only left the house twice in the twenty three years after he died. And that's rough. Uh, she turned an upstairs storage room in the house into a chapel. And when she wasn't beating her maids, she would sit in there and read the Bible for hours on end. So, with that passage, so was, with that passage about the rod and the thumb and stuff like that, that's the one I like. Read it to me again. Also, bring me a rod. Uh, so she was fun, and then she died in 1933 at the age of 92. Oh, yeah, she went for a long time. That like that just doesn't even seem fair. No, like, so many people from that. You're like, like just, you know, die of sneezing too hard. Somebody <laughs> like this, you know, lives longer than the vast majority of people alive today. Now, to be fair, she may have died of sneezing too hard. <laughs> Her actual cause of death was a ruptured appendix. Oh, well, there you go. Um, and the thing about those is, if you if you have one, you have to go to the doctor, mm-hmm. at, like now, yeah. Like immediately. Yeah. So if you don't leave your house, mm-hmm. that's not going to work out for you. Mm-hmm. And so she did die. Um, now the children mostly had grown up and moved away by then. There were still a couple at home, yeah, but, they were like um, senior citizens at that point. So I'd imagine. Yeah, sure. yeah, it's pretty old. <laughs> uh, so she died and I guess when she died, none of them were like clamoring to come back to, you know, Junie, Australia. Mm-hmm. The last member of the family left the house in 1948 and they, they basically just abandoned it. <laughs> they didn't sell it. They didn't know what to do with it. And they were just like, we're just going to go. <laughs> Right on the hill. <laughs> yep. It remained empty there for more than a decade. Now, they did have, they had caretakers. Mm. 
to check in on the place and you know make sure that it didn't go into total disrepair. Yeah. Those caretakers did a bad job. <laughs> they didn't chase out any of the raccoons. They did not. Yeah. Nor did they chase out the youths. Uh-huh. You know how the youths are. Ah, uh-huh, the youths. Yeah, there's the youths. youths there. They love, and these are these are Australian youths. So they're all criminals, and they <laughs> they, they vandalized the hell out of that house. Uh, they destroyed furniture. They broke windows. They you know yeah. um, they probably graffitied stuff. Normal youth behavior, sure. Yeah, uh, and the caretaker is like, I I don't know what to do. Yeah, I, you okay? Go, okay. <laughs> My contract only says chase the squirrels out. That's all I'm here for. And so the Monte Cristo fell into just total disrepair. Until the year 1963, when it was purchased by Reg and Olive Ryan. Hmm. Turn to a, let me guess, it's going to turn it into a B&B, right? They're going to turn it into a little hotel. There we go. Okay. Gonna slash compete. Yeah. museum. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Founder of Junie makes a mm-hmm. thing, you know, mm-hmm. you know Junie, you know, Junie Australia is, um, that's a, that's a that's a big draw. That's an international draw right there. Yeah, yeah. that's like a, that's a, that's a that's a big bold dot on the Australian yeah. map, right? Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they bought it for a thousand dollars. Okay. <laughs> which I did the math, and today that's about ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars, which is that's cheap. Yeah, that's cheap for a for a big house. Yeah, you're yeah you're 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 just paying the back taxes on it at that point. That's all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the city just wants it out of their hair. That's all. Yep, for sure. They did put in a lot of work and a lot of money, mm-hmm. and uh, and eventually they completely restored the Monte Cristo homestead to its former glory. Wow. And that's when they realized that the Monte Cristo homestead is extremely fucking haunted. <laughs> <laughs> the first uh, sign of hauntings was when they moved their things in. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought their cat and dog with them, mm-hmm. as you do when you <laughs> sure, go yeah. to a place where yeah. you live. You don't get a new one when you move, I remember. Yeah. Right. And uh, they would not go into the house. Mm-hmm. They like absolutely refused. There was clawing. There was running away. They finally corral them, push them through the door. <laughs> um, and once they're inside, they keep growling and hissing at nothing, but they're just like losing their minds. And it mm. takes a really long time for them to calm down. And they're always very uneasy in the house. Yeesh. So this behavior continues just forever. That's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. That's a bad sign. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, one evening, the Ryans were out on the town, mm-hmm. you know, living that Junie nightlife. Mm-hmm. And they came home to find every single light on inside their house. And they found that a little confusing because they had turned all the lights off when they left. Mm -hmm. But now all the lights were on. And so they, that's confusing. They walk up to the front door, they unlock it and they open the door. And as soon as they open the door, they look in, all the lights in the house are off. But from the outside. From the outside, they were all on. Mm -hmm. But when they looked inside, all off. Hmm. And then one morning they found other chickens strangled to death in their poultry run. Maybe related to the lights. And that was a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so they found their chickens strangled, but and they thought someone someone has come and strangled our chickens. Like they didn't Yeah. They didn't they didn't necessarily think this is clearly ghost yeah. behavior. Um but then more strange animal related things began to happen. They had a parrot who lived inside the house. Mm-hmm. And the parrot was choked to death inside its cage while they all slept. Okay. That's those cages don't have like room for you to get your, your arms or any sort of like, like choking. Well, not your corporeal arm. Yeah. No. Right. Yes, of course. Your, <clears throat> your ghost fingers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> get them right in there. 
So that was that was disconcerting for mm-hmm. them. They thought that's not that that's a ghost yeah. probably. Um, <laughs> and then one night they came home to find their cat. Their cat had a litter of kittens. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, it is nice. One night they came home to find the kittens quote dead and mutilated in the breakfast room. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> so the animal thing continue is is continuing mm-hmm. as we see here. Yeah. Um, there is a presence here that is not kind to animals. Sure. Like, we haven't really heard any sort of a history about animals, so it's, it just seemed, you know, angry old yeah. Australian folks. Yeah. But, hmm. That's their, that's their thing, though. Yeah. Australians famously don't like animals because all the animals in Australia try to kill you. <laughs> like a spider the size of a hubcap and a, yeah. you know. If the spider eats birds, what do you think it's going to do to your leg? Yeah. You know? That's an animal. So all those animals... <laughs> Uh, animals are bad. So they, I'm sure, I'm sure that someone, one of those 10 children had a sibling. This 10, one of the children who didn't survive definitely got eaten by an animal. That's, that's like almost a hundred percent chance of that being true. And the ghost is like trying to, you know, save everybody. We are being like, Oh, animals bad. Chicken. Yeah, trying to, it's bad. a nice ghost. I'm, yeah. I think that kid, I think the kid got eaten by a chicken. Now they think of it. I'm pretty sure it yeah. was a chicken. Yep. I didn't see him not get eaten by a chicken. So we're just going to cover our yep. bases and kill all the chickens. Snuff that fucker out. Oh, and mm-hmm. a macaw. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. the kid might've gotten eaten by a macaw. Now that I think of it. Mm-hmm. And kittens, you know, mm-hmm. they grow up to be house cats. Yeah. So you don't want to mm-hmm. let them get like, nipped in the bud. Little three ounce kitten right there. As dangerous as can be. But so easy to take care of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, they didn't like that. But like I said, so they lived there, but it was also kind of a bed and breakfast and museum situation. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the museum, I guess, was like a like a Founders of Junie style thing. And mm-hmm. look at this old quaint house. Mm-hmm. Ignore the, you know, kitten stain in the be- in the breakfast room or whatever. Don't go in the breakfast room. Yeah. That's ours. Yeah. Please, and if you do, don't look down. <laughs> um, and you're probably wondering, this is a museum, so you're probably wondering, was there an entire room dedicated to uh, to antique dolls? And the answer, of course, is yes. Oh. There's an entire room dedicated to antique dolls. And I know your next Not question is going to be, Please now do you have a, a picture to send in the chat? And I do, Patrick. I do, just for you. <laughs> Here is a photo of one of the dolls that truly actually exists um, at this museum. I really appreciate that Zoom does not let you like directly insert photos into the chat yet i'll just do let me just let me just share my screen real quick yeah you totally should okay so here's one of the dolls that that's that's in you can see in the house (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if i want you to zoom out or not who who is holding the doll is that also Um, is that a mannequin holding the doll or is that a i think it's a ghost okay it's a Mm -hmm. so okay this this doll this I, I'm I'm done. What would you like to say about this picture? I would like to say that I'm done with the screen sharing. Session. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to link to these in the show notes. So if you want to see the doll, you can click one of the links. It'll mm-hmm. show you this <laughs> yeah. face. Yeah. I don't understand. Okay, so that's one of the dolls. There are it's a whole there's a whole museum section of dolls. If you want to oh. go check them out, please tell me that's the worst one. Uh, that's the only one that I saw, oh. and I thought this is enough. <laughs> I don't need any more. Ever in my life. Horrifying. Anyway, so those are in there. As far as I know, not haunted, but probably haunted. Mm, Yeah, that that doll has to be fucking... That that doll... (laughs) Like, like just lifelike enough that you kind of think a little bit, but then the eyes completely, you know, just totally Mm -hmm. greased over makes it just just too much. 
and the mouth is like an angry pout. Like who makes a doll with that face? That is a face <laughs> that the doll has made for itself at some point, for sure. Anyway, so visitors to the museum started noticing strange things um, in, in addition to the dolls. Many people uh, have reported a dark presence that stops them from walking up the home staircase. They just step in there and they feel some dread. Hmm. I mean. That's that's a ghost. Yeah. Was this before or after they saw the doll? This is almost certainly after they okay, saw the then, doll. Okay, yeah, I would probably say, yeah. It, it, it intense feeling of dread the entire rest of the day. Maybe even the rest of the week. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, visitors will often feel like someone is touching them as they walk through the house. <laughs> That's yes. It. Yeah. I, I've never been to a museum where I thought I'm okay with being touched here. I've never thought that. <laughs> no. <clears throat> museum is a no touch zone. What a, oh, and a lot of people just get hit with big, sad feelings when they enter. <laughs> so, so probably ghosts. I would say um, so. Yeah. But then, so th- a lot of people are complaining about these things for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of bad vibes in the whole place. Yeah. <clears throat> but then, the haunting started getting a little more physical mm. and people would see furniture moving all on its own with no one, no one touching it. Mm. We kind of move across the room. Um, and then the ghost got a little brazen and they started to show themselves. Uh, so here, here are the ghosts that you can see today. If you go and take a tour of the Monte Cristo homestead. Okay. How much, how much longer do you have with us tonight? Because it's quite a list. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just, I mean, let, let's go through my, I've got, I've got lots of time, oodles of time to <laughs> sure. go through rural Australian okay. ghosts. Lots of folks have seen faces looking in at them through the second story windows, even though there's no balcony there. Mm. Very, uh, yeah, very lost boys. So that's weird. Several visitors have taken photographs that show ghosts reflected in the house's mirrors. I know what you're wondering, Patrick. <laughs> Do I have a photo? How convincing are these photos? <laughs> and I will show you. You tell me. Here's a photo of a ghost captured in a reflection of a framed photo. Is the is the ghost the man seated? Or is it the <laughs> No, the ghost is the the oh, girl in the white dress. Okay, yeah. That that's got that's got a very doll type quality though, too, which is not making me any feel any better about the doll room to be. Yeah, I mean look at that positioning. If that is a doll. That has to be right up next to the picture. Yeah. And that's not where the, there's, there's no doll there. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, um, so that would happen a lot. Mm. In reflections. Not so that was unsettling. Yeah. For some, oh. for, for some reason, it's even more upsetting that like in the foreground of that photo, there's like a very modern looking purse. Like this photo was just yeah. taken a few weeks ago, you know? Yep. <clears throat> yes, indeed. One of the ghosts is that of a former maid. This maid became pregnant. And it was it was kind of assumed that uh, her that she became pregnant from Christopher Crawley himself. Hmm. There's no documentation of that, but that okay. is just kind of yeah understood. That's probably what happened. Mm-hmm. He was starching her- multiple collars in the house. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> I don't. That's not a euphemism <laughs> for anything. Uh, once her pregnancy became known, it was a it was it was obviously like a whole thing, and um, she eventually let's say jumped. Off the second story balcony of the house. And she hit the front stairs Mm -hmm. and was killed instantly. Now, there are several theories to what happened here. One is that she jumped to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. Some people say she jumped to um, not die because it was second story. She didn't think she would die. 
but she thought maybe that um, she would then have a miscarriage okay. and not have to worry about this, which yeah. feels like there's, that's, that's a, that's a tough way to, that is to not a state a of mind. I ever want to, everyone Correct. to think about. Oof. Yep. Um, and then of course, uh, also the theory that she was pushed possibly by Christopher himself. Sure. She thought can't have this scandal. Mm-hmm. So she jumps or falls from the balcony. She's killed on the stairs on the front. Now her ghost now haunts the veranda. will wander around there from time to time looking mm-hmm. very sad. And there's also a ghostly blood stain that appears on the stairs from time to time. Oh. Hmm. One day you'll just be there and suddenly a blood stain will appear hmm. for a little while and then it'll disappear again. There is a ghost. One one of the ghosts is the ghost of a, a really sad young boy sulking uh, around near the coach house. Um, and this ghost is a boy named Harold. Uh, and boy, get ready. So this is tough. Harold was the son of one of the other housemaids mm-hmm. and actually may have been Christopher's illegitimate son. How many? Oh, okay. All right. Two as far as we know. Yeah. So he has like um, 17 kids, mm-hmm. several illegitimate children. Mm-hmm. And he's still so dumb that he dies of a boil. <laughs> Correct. So, okay. Yeah. All right. That's right. When Harold was little, he was hit by a coach and he sustained very serious head trauma that, uh, that quote, left him disabled for life. Mm. Um, now, I don't know what the fuck is going on in Australia, but mm. they decided that the best thing to do with Harold was to keep him in the coach room locked in chains. Um, okay. I mean. Do you have any, any notes <laughs> not, for them? Or I'm, you know, you know, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make the the patent <clears throat> Australia joke about this one. So no, I'm I'm fine. I'll, I'll move on. It gets it gets worse. <laughs> Good. So obviously Harold would he would scream all day long, right? And so like other kids in town would they kind of built built up this whole mythology around him. Mm-hmm. And they would like dare each other to go to the barn and right and you know mess with him and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all very sad. Um, eventually Harold was placed in a mental institution, hmm. which seems like a, you know, I don't know. I don't know the state of Australian mental institutions yeah. in the uh, early 20th century. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably better than being chained in a coach house, but, but I would not be surprised <laughs> if it was not. <laughs> Correct. Now he was placed in a mental institution, but not until after police found him chained to his mother's bed and his mother had been dead, quote, for a while. Okay. So I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of story there that I don't <laughs> have. I don't know. There's, yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't know. That nobody but, knows. And everyone stopped asking about, frankly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so Harold died at the asylum eventually, but he, do, he still haunts the grounds of the house Ugh. and he will sulk around outside looking very sad. Um, <laughs> Now, the coach house itself is haunted by a stable boy whose name was Morris. Mm-hmm. One day, Morris was feeling really sick. And so he went out to the coach house. Um, to, he was gonna, he's like, I'll go work. But he got out there, and he just was so weak from, from being so sick mm-hmm. that instead of working, he laid down on a pile of straw, and he fell asleep. Now, the horse master, or whatever the fuck, is the, ho- the oh, lord sorry. of the coach house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do appreciate you really trying to quickly sweep, sweep all these terms together you know the the horse yeah. master you know the yeah. the coach the the head, yeah. the head coach the one most versed in horse law yeah he, he, he went in there the horse judge yes yeah, so the horse judge shows up yeah uh-huh. the horse judge 
he shows up and he's like, you, he, so he sees the kid sleeping mm-hmm. and he's like, ah, oh, you, you lazy idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he decides he's going to teach Morris a lesson Oh, and to teach him a lesson, he sets the straw on fire. That's a, okay. Now he thinks this is a funny joke and that Morris, when he gets burned by the fire, he will jump up right. and, you know, mm-hmm. run away and be fine. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll get to work. Yeah. Except that didn't happen. And Morris was so sick. He was too weak to get up. Um, anyway, so the short version, he burned alive. <laughs> I mean, whatever illness you have that doesn't get you out of a fire probably was going to be taking <laughs> you pretty soon as well. You know, that's true. That's true. Although it's so, it does really sound like you know the 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 horse judge probably is just sweeping a murder under the rug. Like, oh, oh he was sure. asleep in the hay, and I was playing a funny joke on him. You know, where I burned <laughs> him alive, and he never got up. So anyway, no reason to ask any more questions about this. <laughs> the, I asked the horses. They yeah. were the jury. Yeah. They all said nay. <laughs> so, um, so he died. He burned alive, and you can still hear his screams coming from the coach house today. Cool. It's a really unsettling place. <laughs> Let's see. The ghost of uh, of a girl named Ethel Crawley haunts the main stairwell. Now, Ethel, she died in the year 1917. She was only 10 months old. Oh. She died. <laughs> it's not funny, but <laughs> Ethel died when her nanny dropped her down the flight of stairs. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't, and I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, you don't have a whole lot of jobs as a nanny. Besides, that, I mean, that's yeah, basically like, number one. Yeah, hold the baby. Mm-hmm. Near don't stairs. let go of the baby. Do not. Yep. <laughs> um, she accidentally she did a whoopsie and she dropped the baby mm-hmm. and the baby fell down the flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's one. She's not one of the ten. She's not, oh. she's not counted in that. Okay. Yeah. Now, so now children who visit the house, they say they become really irritable when they get close to the stairs or climb the stairwell. Children and a lot of people get yes. irritable in a museum, <laughs> but only in the stairwell. <laughs> there are perfect peaches everywhere else. <laughs> uh, but also a lot of people say they feel hands pushing them down the stairs. Hmm. And some people will feel a tiny ice cold hand slipping into their hand when they go up the stairs. Oh, that's, that's the saddest ghost that is in the world. Oh. Now, the most dominant ghost is <laughs> Elizabeth Crawley herself, who uh, she appears as a, as a dark figure dressed all in black, carrying a silver cross. She's usually seen in the chapel. Uh, and if you walk in there when she's in there, she will scream at you to leave. Uh, but she's also been known to um, to show up at the dining room. And if you're in the dining room and she shows up, she will then turn and scream at you mm. to leave. And you're like, I paid the $9 for this tour, lady. <laughs> you leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time she appears in a room, the room suddenly returns icy cold as well. Mm. Um, worth noting that Christopher also haunts the room where he died, but he's not seen very often. Mm. And by all accounts, he's actually kind of a pleasant little ghost. Oh. That's nice. Nice little yeah. change. Sure. Yeah. Um, you got to think if he died. Okay. So he gets a carbuncle from his collars. Mm-hmm. Doesn't treat it. Mm-hmm. He dies from blood poisoning from that exploding. Mm-hmm. Doesn't treat it. Maybe this was his way out. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Elizabeth was the worst. Yeah. And he's like, what if we just, what if we just see what happens yeah. with this? I think it's getting better. I really do. <laughs> I think I'm going to feel like drinking water by at least tomorrow. It's going to be totally fine. <laughs> 
Charles, there are 17 boils now. Yeah. Mm, but they feel like they're, they feel healthy. Yeah. They feel strong. I think they're getting better, actually. No need for a Band-Aid. I think it's going to be just <laughs> fine. Anyway, I'm going into work. Anyway, extra starch, please. <laughs> so that happened. Um, the, and then the newest ghost is the ghost of a man named Jack Simpson. So this is the youngest ghost there. Not, uh, not by age of the person, but age of the ghost, which makes it the weakest ghost. So if you want to go, if you want to go to Monte Cristo and mm-hmm. dominate a ghost, you look for Jack Simpson. Uh, <laughs> Jack was the, one of the caretakers who did a terrible job keeping the house out of ruin. And in 1960, Jack was shot to death on the front porch by a young man who had apparently watched Alfred Hitchcock's movie Psycho three times in a row before heading to Monte Cristo and shooting Jack and murdering him. And this young man also carved the words. Die, Jack, ha-ha, into the shed door. And those words are still there today, and you can see those as well if you go on this tour. I I, I think I'd, I'd, I'd paint over the words at some point. You know? <laughs> I don't really think I would keep those around. Doors can't cost that much. Yeah. yeah. They can't possibly. I mean, the guy worked there. I mean, that, yeah. that just seems... That's not cool. <laughs> That's right. Um, there are some other ghosts, but those are kind of the highlights. The Ghost Hunters TV series in Australia, their film crew, they were out there, they did a they did an episode, and the film crew called the Monte Cristo Homestead the most haunted place they had ever been. And uh, Lawrence Ryan, who was the owner now, he's the son of the original owners of uh, Reg and um, and Mrs. Reg. Yes. <laughs> who has a name, I think. <laughs> Reg and Olive. Uh, Lawrence said... Uh, in this article I read, he said, quote, it's not that we have more ghosts or more spirits. It's that we have more activity. Mm. It's constant. Mm-hmm. You hear your name called out, but nobody's there. Sometimes you smell smoke and there's no fire lit. Sometimes it smells like death. When we moved in, you'd hear footsteps on the balcony, but there wasn't any timber in the balcony at that stage. It's just constant. Um, and of course, once word of the ghost got out, it became a very popular tourist attraction. because. <laughs> We're all so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yes, the Monte Cristo Homestead does still operate as a hotel. If you would like to go check it out, Patrick, you can book the dinner, ghost tour, bed, and breakfast special. And that's, uh, any guesses on how much you'll pay for that? Mm, I'm going to guess 250 Aussie bucks. Um, I don't, I think this is, this must be in Aussie. Yeah. In Aussie bucks. What is that? What is that American? I have no idea. I, 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 I'm not Do you want to sure. take a guess at how much that is American? Aus- okay, 250 Aussie bucks. Is that what they're called? I think, I think so. To UST. That's what Bluey calls them. I'm pretty sure that's correct. <laughs> how much of what you know about Australia comes from Bluey? Uh, about 105% of what I know about Australia <laughs> comes from Bluey at this point. 250 Australian dollars is currently $176.15 American. Mm. And that's pretty close because if you go get a night uh, ghost tour and bed and breakfast you will pay a grand sum of 195 dollars per person hmm. not bad you are asked to bring comfortable shoes and quote a torch <laughs> and i <laughs> i'm sure they mean a flashlight but god <laughs> i think we, we should go and just bring old <laughs> we will be burning things so please come prepared <laughs> um and that is uh the most haunted building in all of australia the monte cristo homestead do you think we should include it on our australian tour uh like do it can we take the train there does the train still run through there <laughs> the train must still be yeah, there it has to be where's it gonna yeah. go 
Why do you, you don't, once, once there are train tracks somewhere, that train is there forever. Yeah. Why are you going to pull up train tracks? Yeah. Like, I'm sure those will always be popular places for trains to go through. Yes. Forever. Tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> trains love those things. <laughs> they go gaga for them. Um, yeah. So we should go. We can stay there and that'll be, we could, they, they've got to have like a stage somewhere that we can do the show. Sure. I would yeah. think. Yeah. And they'll probably waive that $195, right? Because that's. I would think so. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Free publicity, guys. Right. <laughs> um, and if you liked the story of Monte Cristo Homestead and want to join us on the Australian tour when we go there, then you can you can give us five star review on on Apple Podcasts. And when you do, if you, anyone any here's here's what we'll do: anyone that gives us five star review from now on, on forever, you can come <laughs> with us on our tours, <laughs> on all the tours that we do. <laughs> Uh, and that'll be a lot of fun for all of us. And we'll all share mm-hmm. one room. It'll be it'll mm-hmm. be fun. Yeah, yeah. And we'll split the tab at dinner. Like yeah, oh totally. well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Of course, that's how we yeah. do it. Right? Evenly. We yeah. We're not going to sneak out the back. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. You, whatever you've heard is wrong. Yeah. But I'm going to get the surf and turf. I I get the surf and turf. I'll warn you. I get the surf and turf. <laughs> but but we do not sneak out the back. Yeah. No. Um. And uh, what else? Gosh, tell your friends and family. And if you know anyone in Australia, please apologize for us on our behalf <laughs> um, that we've done such a bad job um, understanding what what and who they are. And uh, gosh, I don't know. Anything else, Pat? No, can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> we'll see you next week uh, on Is This a Ghost? <laughs> <laughs>